Welcome to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 FM. You can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. Well, we have a special guest this week. We have Lisa M. Hendy, and she is the author of a book, Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath, and we're going to talk to her about this from Ave Maria Press, Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath, Lisa M. Hendy. And this is a devotional book to use during Advent. Little prayers uh, you can use with the family gathered around the Advent Wreath or alone or with friends, wherever you want to do it. We're going to talk about this program with Lisa. So let's switch over to our program with her right now. Hello. Hi, Lisa. It's Father Bob. Hi, Father. This is a conversation I've been looking forward to, um, and especially looking over some of the resources, of course, you offer, uh, including the, the what opened the door was this book, uh, Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath, from Lisa Hendy, and a founder of CatholicMom.com. So, um, I don't know if you know, we... Uh, uh, on this program, I'm actually on a Christian radio station, not a Catholic radio station, but it's a Catholic program. So I broadcast to Catholics and other Christians. So if you'd Fantastic. like, to, oh, thank you. So if you'd like, you want to uh, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what got you started in all this? Absolutely, I'm um, I'm Lisa. I'm a Catholic wife and mother, and now a happy grandmother as well. So that's really exciting for our family. And um, my journey with my faith really began in childhood. I'm I'm blessed to be the eldest of five children. Um, Mom and dad, sadly for me, but happily for them, um, went to heaven this last year. And so we're missing them, but they gave me this great gift of a, a beautiful faith and childhood. And you know, it wasn't really, though, Father, until I, I uh, met and married my husband and had my children that I kind of actively began to dig into, what does that really mean? And I think I was concerned with how, how to pass the faith along to my children. Um, and so that's when, uh, on a whim, I, I began my website, CatholicMom.com, which was really not a place to be an expert about my faith, but really a place to, to you know, to join a community with other women, especially who wanted to learn how to kind of live this call to a domestic church. And it's just led to a, a joyful time. That was all the way back in 2000, if you can imagine that. So wow, wow it's 22 years ago. a time ago. of, yeah, writing and speaking around the country, and it's all gift. Wow. And so you, you're a, what we would call a cradle Catholic, and mm-hmm. so you came a point when um, you got married and, and had children that you started to deepen your understanding of this, which is a, a common path, but you always lived your Catholic faith. I did. I was so blessed to be, I mean, I'm, I'm 59. I was born in 1963, so I'm sort of a post-Vatican II raised Catholic kid. And, and you know, we went to Catholic schools and, and, you know, attending Mass was always really a focal point for our family. And I never really went through that period of kind of questioning my faith that I know a lot of people do. But, you know, when I had my children, and particularly in their sacramental prep years, I I really just began to look at all the things that I had yet to learn about, you know, what I wanted to share with them. And so I think I'm so blessed that my parents kind of instilled in me this great 
understanding of a God who loves me unconditionally. And, and that's something that has always been a part of my life. You know, I, let me touch on that for a second, because my parents grew up, uh, as pro- probably yours did, yours did too, back in the, the Depression and everything else. And of course, I'm from New England. And as my father used to say, we didn't learn that God loves you stuff. We learned God was to be feared. But it sounds like you have, your family had a different perspective. So my mom and dad moved from their home in Indiana to California, Southern California, when I was only six weeks old. They put me in the wow. back of a car and drove to make a new life. And, wow. and you know, it was a really interesting time to be growing up um, in the church. And my childhood pastor is, is Irish. Um, he came over to Ireland as a missionary priest and settled in Southern California. And he was very big on the rubrics of the faith. For example, I have a great love for the rosary that I can say came from him. Um, but he also was just very great, um, even in those early days about, you know, uniting our faith to what was happening in the gospel. And, you know, he's a great preacher. And so for me, I don't know if it just is the era that I I really came of cognizance of my faith, but there's none of that for me. It was all, you know, God loves me. I, I had a lot of catechism to learn after the fact, mm-hmm. Father, but, sure. but I definitely knew that God loved me. Oh, well, that's wonderful. And and I, I was in California. As a matter of fact, I came back to the faith. I left the faith in high school, and I came back to the faith in San Diego, California. Uh, actually, I always like to bring it up at uh, St. Charles Borromeo Parish. Um, where did where did you uh, grow up in the faith in California? So I grew up in a little town called Westminster, which is now kind of known here as Little Saigon. Um, there's is a story really? to that too. Yeah, but um, but it's really the Diocese of Orange, which now has mm-hmm. home to the beautiful uh, Christ Cathedral. Um, and um, my childhood parish was St. Barbara's in a, a town called Santa Ana, and I, I went to a pretty famous. Catholic high school called Modern Day Catholic High School, which is, uh, you know, a well-known football powerhouse, but um, great schools, and then went on from there to Notre Dame, where I met my husband, Greg. Now, if I'm not wrong, the cathedral you just mentioned is formerly the Crystal Cathedral from Mm -hmm. Robert Schuller Ministries. Wow. Yes. yes, and have you ever gotten to go there, Father? I have. I had, had, um, my mother was a big fan of, of uh, Robert Schuller. So I went there when it was uh, his ministries at the time. Yeah, it's absolutely a beautiful place, very mm-hmm. sacred, and it's it's a it's a really special place for anybody who gets out to California. And definitely make a stop there. And if I'm not wrong, it's almost in the shadow of Disneyland. Yep, very close. Yes. So so you grew up in that area and you learned that love of God, which eventually, as you said, you were able to uh, build upon that. And when you're teaching your children, that's where you really uh, had a deeper understanding of some of the teachings of the faith. Um, and, and one of the things I, I noticed when I, I looked, looked over there, when I read the book, is your book obviously is rooted in uh, prayer of the family. This is five-minute prayers around the Advent wreath, obviously in preparation for Christmas during that Advent time where most people think of Advent as that special time to go shopping. But you've brought it into (laughs) prayer and everything else. uh, Tell me a little bit about what's the history of the book. 
Well, so this is actually the second generation of uh, an Advent devotional for me. I did the first one several years back, but this booklet really, I mean, it's really my aim to uh, to kind of quiet my heart. And what we wanted to create was a simple, you know, five-minute devotional, really for any family, not just Catholic families, but for anyone who wants to root their preparation for the holiday season and really coming to know and celebrate the birth of the Christ child and also to anticipate this idea that Christ coming in the end of time is also what we anticipate during mm-hmm. Advent. So mm-hmm. just to pause for five minutes during a real, what tends to be a very busy season, mm-hmm. you know, together or alone on your own, the book is meant to be used for anybody. Um, and just to kind of root yourself in some scripture and then just ponder what have been the blessings of that day as we anticipate the sacred season. And as we look it over, you have you have it formatted in a fascinating way. Now we did uh, as when I many years ago when I was a child, my uh, family did do an Advent wreath devotion, and I remember my father would do the prayer, and my father would uh, light the Advent candle. So th- that same idea, you have um, uh, you light the candle, you have like a little antiphon. Mm-hmm. You sing a verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which I absolutely love anyway. <laughs> um, and then it's a, a psalm verse, a little reflection. And one of the fascinating what I want to talk about, and then you encourage people into journaling. Tell mm-hmm. me about what led you to do that. Yeah, so following the scripture, which the scripture every day is a little different. So some days it's pulled from the Psalms, some days from Old or New Testament or the Gospel. Mm -hmm. But we really ask the same question every day, two questions, which is, where have I met Christ today? And where will I watch for Christ tomorrow? So keeping this very Christocentric, and that can be done in journaling right there in the booklet. Or if you're with others, you might actually want to have a little conversation about it where each of us has has met Christ, it, it's in a way, it's a little bit of an exam um, to yes. kind of think about as we prepare for the holidays, you know, this journey closer into the heart of Jesus. So, um, and that's really meant to be, you know, something that I think a family using this in particular can really open up to one another in that way. Can you maybe give us an example of, um, I'm sure you've done this yourself, so an example of how you may have found Christ one day uh, as you would reflect in this? Yeah, so I think especially during a busy holiday season, a lot of us have the opportunity to be in the homes of other people or to be out. You mentioned shopping. That's going to be a big thing that people are doing there in the holiday season. I find for myself when I ask this question, and I know that I'm going to ask it daily, I look for Christ. I look for Christ in the eyes of those that I interact with, maybe in a retail setting. I live in urban Los Angeles now. I have a lot of neighbors who are unhoused. I look for Christ in their eyes when I try to give them, you know, just a a greeting with dignity. I look for Christ in the eyes of my husband, you know, when I'm serving him dinner or sitting alongside with him in the evening. For me, typically, it's also out in nature um, to see God's majesty. So, you know, those are some examples. And again, I find when when I'm training myself that I'm going to answer this question, I look for Christ. We're talking with Elisa M. Hendy who is the author of Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath and also the founder of CatholicMom.com, among other things, which we will discuss as well. <laughs> but I remember I was dealing with, with someone who was 
very difficult for me to deal with. And uh, what I really wanted to do was just to send him away, but I didn't. But that's what I felt like. And I was really not happy about the experience and everything else. And then I read, uh, I, I just happened to open up the diary of uh, St. Faustina. And <laughs> right away it went to, oh, Lord, I know you send us people who can be difficult to deal with, please. Something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had that funny situation? how that happens yes i know oh. it's like <laughs> oh yes you know father i'm going to tell you something so um i know you are a very public person and i i get to go out and do a lot of speaking and one thing that happens when you speak is that inevitably you know have people who say to you oh that was that was great good job or whatever but then for me, I'll, I'll always have maybe somebody who comes up to after, afterwards and says, well, that was really great, but dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And I, I've t- taken a calling that is my butt people, B-U-T people. Mm-hmm. And um, it, they'll say something like, for example, one time I was, I was really blessed to be keynoting at a, a diocesan event. And I thanked the archbishop and the priests and the sisters and the lay people in attendance, but I neglected to thank the deacons. Oh. And um, so there was a deacon who came up to me afterwards and said, that was really great, but you neglected to mention the deacons and everyone always, you know, forgets us and we serve. And, you know, it, it was it was a gift from God that, you know, my first intention was to be like kind of self-defensive about it. But then I realized God sent that person to me because that's something for me to learn. And inevitably now that happens. And I actually remember when I get the butt person <laughs> mm-hmm. to thank God, because that's inevitably like a little messenger from God who's come to help me live my message more fully. So oh, God that's, sends a, powerful, that's those a powerful gifts. way to think of it. Yes. Wow. There you go. The butt and, people. And that also, um, as you think of reflecting on who you, where you met Jesus today, as you said, the butt mm-hmm. people, uh, you, you also realize it might be the person who was your most difficult person that day. Yes, absolutely. The person who's asking me to stretch or to, you know, to say yes to something that maybe wasn't on my agenda for that day. The person who needs my attention when I feel like rushing off, you know, that's definitely, I think, when we set our heart to be open to that. You know, those are God's love letters to us. Now, tell me about the history of CatholicMom.com. Yeah, so as I mentioned, that website was started back in 2000. I, I attended one of those sacramental prep meetings for my, my second grade son that often happened where we were preparing for his first communion and the teachers called the parents to say, you know, come for this meeting of education. And really what they told us that night is, you know, we're going to help them prepare, but this is really your responsibility, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as parents. And you would have thought that I would have, I mean, I thought of that at the moment that we went forward for baptism, but it was a reminder then. And I I went looking around that night, you know, I don't think Google even existed back then. I dialed up on my AOL connection (laughs) on my computer and I, I yahooed Catholic mom. What is there to teach me about, you know, being a Catholic mom and there was nothing out there and so for some reason I just got to be in my bonnet about you know wouldn't it be great if there was a website where we could go to answer these questions that I have and again I didn't start it because I thought I had all the answers I just knew that there were others like me and the site's just grown so beautifully now we're a 
a full-fledged part of Holy Cross Family Ministries in Massachusetts, the work mm-hmm. of Venerable Patrick Payton, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see how our apostolate has grown. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yes, um, uh, of course, I'm here in Boston, and mm-hmm. Holy Cross Family Ministries are down at Stonehill College in eastern Massachusetts, which, for mm-hmm. those of you in the Boston area, is not too far from Brockton, Massachusetts. And it's probably about 20, maybe 25 miles away from Boston. And yes, you're right. Father Peyton's story is fascinating. And this is still part of his legacy. It is. It's, I mean, I'm so blessed that um, I've had such a close connection to the congregation of Holy Cross. My, my alma mater, the University of Notre Dame, is, of course, founded by the congregation. And mm-hmm. my publisher, Ave Maria Press, is also located at Notre Dame and is part of a, you know, a, a ministry of the congregation of Holy Cross. And then so when in 2017 they reached out in terms of an interest in the website, it was just a, such a natural marriage and to see you know, our work become a part of Father Peyton's legacy is just an incredible gift. Father Peyton was very forward thinking and using media and technology to spread the good news of the gospel. And so our work continues that legacy of his. I interviewed, I forget, it was someone who was connected to a movie on his life. And I remember reading the movie and he was also someone who's so determined for that vision. He had a way of getting people to do things for the vision that was fascinating and of course he's known mm-hmm. as um well he's known as the rosary priest but he also had uh, these little I, I you know sh- short movies i don't know if they were tv shows or movies where he'd interview famous movie stars who were living their catholic faith he actually founded an entity out here in California called Family Theater Productions. And That's they right. did yes. both full-length movies and also television programs. And it's kind of interesting. You might have interviewed Father David Guffey, who is um, yes. the head of Family Theater Productions. And Family Theater continues to use emerging technologies to follow on that legacy of what Father Payton did. But it's kind of funny in L.A. that um, they tease that, you know, he was really, he came to town and immediately just started not knocking on the doors of people and wow. <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, how can I connect with the biggest Hollywood stars to, uh, to share this message? Wow. You know, there's a story I always like to tell people, um, which isn't related to the faith per se, but it also brings up that boldness, which obviously he had. And it was Steve Jobs was 12 years old and he needed an information on something to do with computers. I, I don't know the exact story. And he wrote to Bill Packard. I think he called Bill Packard, who was the P and HP. And oh, here wow. he is, this 12 year and, and and it was a reminder that if you if you need something, or you know, and just as he had the same idea, if you need to talk to someone, don't be afraid to just go up to whoever you need to talk to. And clearly, he did that uh, when he, uh, Father Peyton did that when he went and talked to the stars. Absolutely, and and you can see that what he built back then, you know, it's really Holy Cross Family Ministries operates in multiple countries around the world now, and you know his his love for for God and especially a, a deep love for um, you know knowing the gospel through the ministry of the Rosary. It's just 
permeated all over the place. And, you know, you see new generations of people taking that calling and expressing it in new ways. And so to have our work be part of that is just an amazing gift. Yeah, it was what I was about to say. So you're all now part of that as well. And your devotion here is so rooted in family prayer, which is something I'm always encouraging people to do. And that's so essential. It is. And, you know, Father Peyton is is credited as having coined that saying, the family that prays together stays together, which, um, you know, certainly in that busy time leading up to the holiday season, you know, even just to pause for five minutes. And I'm going to say we, this booklet is aimed at using around an Advent wreath, but I'm going to say to your listeners, you don't have to, Advent wreath is optional. What's Mm -hmm. most important here is being in God's word for a few moments each day and just, you know, taking a breath with one another to recognize as we anticipate the birth of the Christ child, what it is that God's calling us to. I love that, and uh, one of the things that's, as I said, it's part of my ministry, is I teach people prayer is is square one, and I, I always teach people that the most important thing we begin with is prayer, and, and I've had discussions with people who come from the opposite perspective that say, no, we have to teach people morality first. But the church teaches that in order to live the morality, you have to be people of prayer. That's church teaching. And so I bring that bring that out a lot. And in my own experience, that's how I came back to the church, literally started with prayer. And that obviously here I am, you know, a priest uh, in the Boston area. And so that, that little prayer started. And those prayer seeds in family and children are started in exactly that kind of environment that you create in this book. I think it's really, um, you know, it's an important reminder that even when we have questions about things like morality, God hears the, you know, the inner workings of our hearts. And, and to me, a lot of my prayers are, you know, especially when times are difficult, you know, those things that maybe you might not say aloud to anybody <laughs> except mm-hmm. God. But I'm convinced that this is a great gift of the faith that my parents passed on to me, that, you know, God is big enough for my why questions. God is mm-hmm. big enough yes. for my moments. I mean, simply read the Psalms and you can see that there are great you know, people who of faith who went before us that asked and lamented and mm-hmm. <laughs> said everything to God, and and yet we know that unconditional love is there. So to me, you know, the the great gift of Scripture is that even when we don't have words for our prayer, we can go to the Scriptures and be reminded, as Jesus taught us, and as many holy men and women taught us, that you know the words are right there. And honestly, during the season of Advent sitting in silence for a few moments and hearing God is a great, great gift. One of the things that uh, that I love about that is exactly that idea of being able to speak to God. And it's funny when I've, I've spoken to people and I said, even if you're upset, something happens that you really, don't be afraid to get angry with God. And they'll go, you can't do that. And I said, do you ever get angry with people you love? And they'll go, well, yes. And so why couldn't you get angry with God? And, you know, you'll you'll always lose the argument, but still, that's important. And people are afraid to do that. 
Well, I think it's maybe this is a sign of me getting older, but I know it's very easy to pray when everything's right and my husband mm-hmm. has a great job and the weather is nice and you know mm-hmm. things are things are going well in my relationships. But you know, as soon as something happens and life gets challenging, we tend to shut down. And to me, that's when I've realized that's when I most need to lean in. And and quite honestly, in those moments, sometimes my prayers don't have words. It's just placing myself in. A prayerful posture to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Um, and sometimes that comes clearly. And I'm not one of those people who sort of, I heard the voice of God saying mm-hmm. this to me. Um, but definitely there are movements in my spirit that I know are of God and, and that are just such a great gift. That's that's powerful. And that's, you know, I, I, I love to hear those stories because we all need them. And, and I remember when I was out in California, I was in Long Beach, which is where uh, I, my ship was stationed. Um, and and I'm, I'm on just to date when it was. I was on my ship in Long Beach around the time that the Pacific Princess was the star of the love boat. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I wasn't, you could, it was almost walking distance away. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. But um, one of the things that, that I, I ha- had was going through a hard time. And I remember I prayed to the Lord and, you know, I was not happy with the way things were going. And I opened up my Bible and I came up to Sirach 2, verse 1 through 11, which to this day is a powerful reading and it's all about you know be patient and you know you will go through trials but this is how the lord refines you and everything else and i've taught that to so many people and it was like what a powerful answer i received so yes that does happen it's so great to have um those fragments even if we can't memorize scripture word for word to have those references that we know you know and it's it's amazing how many times you'll hear something in popular culture and it's it's born of a scripture verse that's inspirational, but I think to have access to that, or even just if you're, you know, if words are failing us in our prayer, just to open up our Bibles and spend time with that is such a great gift. That's true. That's true. Now, your book comes with free downloadable companion resources, it says. Um, yeah. What's that? So we have, so first of all, three things. There's um, the beautiful hymn that we recommend singing is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And uh, I will not sing that aloud because my voice is not great, but it's such a beautiful Advent hymn. We have all of the lyrics for that. But we also have um, two companion resources. One is a, a booklet for every day of Advent to be used with children and teens. So we have three different age levels. And for each of the days of the devotional, we have questions that are specifically aimed at getting your children to be in conversation. So as a compliment to this, for example, maybe you have a preschooler or even more challenging, maybe you have a high schooler that you're trying Mm -hmm. to have this moment with. And so we offer suggested questions for them. And then the third thing is um, a tool because um, we Catholics celebrate several feast days during the season of Advent. And so there are some suggested prayers to use on those feast days um, that fall during the Advent season. For example, St. Andrew the Apostle, which falls on November 30th. So we um, unite those prayers with the Advent prayers that we're saying. And of course, St. Nicholas, who falls on December 6th. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, of course. That's you know what everyone thinks the whole season is about, and he's he's very early. So that's true. It's a great way to unite those traditions. And uh, you know, as I as I look over it, you know, there there there's so much there, and in the reflection and all, and, and in the prayer, and it, it, it reflects on. I, I think that that whole call that I was talking about earlier, that we really do have to lead people to understand prayer. So much, I, I get frustrated when I, as I was saying, when I only hear uh, people talking about the morality part and never mention prayer. And I, I, I was at a session where they were talking about an author and he was going on about you know, morality, morality. And I turned to these, these were other priests I'm with, and they were talking about how wonderful this. I said, there isn't one word on prayer, and that doesn't help anyone because an atheist can follow the same teaching, and then it's not Catholic. And they didn't particularly care for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't, I would never comment on something like that. Um, just to say, though, that I, I, I really believe our God is a God of mercy. And that, mm -hmm. you know, God calls us into relationship. And I, I'm very, um, I feel very comforted by the fact that even in my brokenness, God loves me. So I, I will never be a 100% mortal person, moral person as long. I, as much as I strive for it, I'm going to make mistakes every day. But I wake up every day trying, you know, to be in relationship with God and the world around me. And that's the key. It's the being relationship with God, which is what you're teaching here. And then everything can start to fall into place. And we have the ability. I Oh, I, um, her name just escapes me, but she's a teacher over at Sacred Heart Seminary up in Detroit. Oh, Mary Healy. And she teaches of praying all kinds of ways, even after you've fallen into sin, to bring that immediately to prayer. But people's inclination is to run away and say, no, we'll go right to prayer. Yeah, thank goodness, you know, that we have this sense of God's mercy because Jesus gave it to us. Um, and it, it's just a reminder, too, in our relationships that when you know, a lot of people anticipate the holiday season and it can be, you know, frankly, a, a lonely time for some people because of broken relationships. So maybe if this is something that's happening in our lives, this is a time, too, that we look to repair not only our relationship with God, but with those around us. Well, I, I've loved talking to you. This has been a wonderful uh, conversation. This is Lisa M. Hendy, and we can find you at lisahendy, H-E-N-D-E-Y, dot com. Yes. And I just want to mention, um, for anyone who's interested, during the season of um, Advent, I'm going to be actually praying around my Advent wreath live on Facebook. So really? if you've never done this before and you just want somebody to do it with, um, yeah, you can find me um, on Facebook, and it's going to be live for anybody that wants to watch. I'll be sharing it after the fact on, on YouTube and Instagram as well. But, you know, just a thought to gather for five or ten minutes each day with anybody who shows up, um, you know, to pray through the booklet. You don't have to have the booklet. I'll be reading it. Of course, I would love it if you got it, but mm -hmm. um, you don't have to have it. And you can just come and join me around my Advent wreath as I light my candles each day. And that's Lisa M. Hendy, H-E-N-D-E-Y, at face, and face, Facebook is where you can be found mm -hmm. in Facebook. Yep, and, and it'll be all over my website, too, so easy to find oh, me. Oh, okay. 
and you're in Pacific time. So roughly what time would you be doing? So that's going to be 5 o'clock Eastern. And mm-hmm. so it'll be live at 5 o'clock Eastern each day um, during the Advent season. And even in some of the, the days I'll be on the road. So I have a little portable Advent race to take along with me. Really? Um, and it's just int- yep, and it's just intended to last about 10 minutes each day. So if you can't catch it live, it'll be there um, on Facebook or also at my YouTube channel or on the website. So lots of ways to find it. And I, I'm just hoping that people will come and especially those who are celebrating this season alone. Um, I would like to be your companion um, to live this Advent season. So come and pray with me. Oh, definitely. I'll definitely pass the word on that. And thank you very much for this conversation. We loved having you and I'm looking forward to using the book during the Advent myself. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. You're listening to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 f.m. You can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. You can now leave a message for us, which we can air and discuss on this program. Just call 617-297-7452. That's 617-297-7452. 617-297-7452. Feel free to call, leave a comment, a question, or even feedback, and we may play it on the air. I can discuss your comment or question as well, so give that a try. 617-297-7452. 617-297-7452. I want to call your attention to Catholic TV, which offers great faith-filled, family-friendly programming 24 hours a day. You can find your cable channel at www.getcatholictv.com and you can watch online on the free apps or check out the YouTube channel. Daily Mass, Rosaries, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Novena are all available online and on demand. Check out catholictv.com. Hey, don't forget our website, catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. And don't forget we have now a subreddit over on Reddit, Catholic Audio Media. Check out our subreddit. Have yourself a blessed day. If you would like to support our program, please consider a donation to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. There are several ways to consider this. One is to purchase any of our merchandise, which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. There are coffee mugs there. There's also my latest book, Encounter Christ in Your Humanity, all of which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. You can also donate to the show directly through either the Donate tab, also at catholicaudiomedia.com, or by sending a donation through the U.S. Postal Service with your questions and comments at 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. That's St. Anthony Parish, 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. Finally, the best way you can support our parish is to attend Mass on Sundays at 10 o'clock and be a part of our parish. We thank you for any support you would like to give to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, the sponsoring parish for this media outreach to Catholics and other Christians in the WROL, WEZE, and podcast listening audience.